And I can honestly say that first internship really opened my eyes on just being a good person, be reliable and just show up. You may not realize this, but internships in FPNA are literally a, a cheat code, not just for your career when you start it, for your career as a manager and above. Internships give you experience, both with the things you like and honestly, even more importantly, the things you don't like. But they're also the longest interview process possible where you can actually hire an intern and see what they can do. And that is just a super powerful thing that I don't think people in FPNA really maximize um, and take advantage of in their careers. Yardi, you've had experience with internships and all sorts of hiring and participating. What are your thoughts on your first internship? What did you do? How did it help you? And let's start it with that. I mean, Drew, you and I always talk about internships and how it's essentially a cheat code. And my story is a little unique, so I'm going to share it in the only way I know how to share it, which is I was kind of thrust into it. And by that, I mean, I was in a position where, Drew, I think we've talked about in an earlier blog post where it's like, hey, we had to fund our own education. You know, we didn't have anything. So for me, it was not even a question. And I don't even recall exactly, but I was trying to figure out what did I want to do coming out of college? What was my major going to be? And I remember talking to someone and he was like, hey, I'm going into finance and doing all these things. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I've always heard about the stock market. And that, funny enough, Drew, I thought I was going to be like going into the stock market, be a banker, all that good stuff. And so funny enough, I'm in corporate finance and doing this stuff now, which I actually love a lot more now. One thing he shared with me back then was, and it, and it stuck with me very closely, was Yardi, you are you are ranked at the bottom when it comes to everybody else out there. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, Yardi, you're competing against Ivies. You're talking, you're competing against like top 50 schools. You need to get internships and you need to get those internships because it's that cheat code that you're going to have on your resume that says, hey, this guy's done this. Whereas these other guys, maybe at these other schools haven't yet. And that's not to say that those guys can't do it as well. But I just remember going back to my wrestling days, like, I know if I'll be able to win if I just put in more reps. I got to get more reps in. And internship was a way to do that. My very first internship was actually doing customer support, actually, funny enough. And That's so, not FNA. How does that help you in FNA? at all, which is hilarious. And it's actually funny. That internship, which I still remember, it was actually like a startup. Someone from Harvard, I think it was, had started up, was doing like $20, 30000000 million a year. He was crushing it. I didn't know that till later, but but I went into this like little office and I was like, hey, here's a bunch of customer support tickets. And it was really cool. He had like standardized templates and responses. And I just sat there for like eight hours responding to the people. And I absolutely loved it. I was like, whoa, this is cool. The other fun tip, and I don't recommend this for you guys who are listening. I was like, I am very good at Excel. Oh, it's horrible, Drew. Horrible. <laughs> I can't imagine a room where you're, you're the fastest person in Excel. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure in the world, um, I would put you up against anybody. I can't imagine you being not good, but you got to start somewhere. So how the heck did you, uh, so how does the fastest person in the world in Excel start? You know, what's funny about that. The way it happened was because that CEO or the founder was like, I thought you said you were good at Excel. And I was like, oh shoot, I'm, oh, I, I've been called out. 
but funny enough, that was like the road that eventually led to like me talking to my mentor as well at the time saying, you're going to have to get really good Excel and learn a shortcut every single week, ideally every single day. And keep in mind, Drew, I'm like 18 years old, you know, you know, easily impressionable. I don't know what the heck is going on. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to learn everything about Excel. And we don't have YouTube like we do today. So like, I have to like go around and fetch things and go to books. And I'm just like pressing a million buttons. That internship really opened my eyes and it was a great lesson. And more importantly, just figuring out like, what do you like and don't like? And, you know, funny enough, wasn't really finance related, but I learned a lot about customer service. And I think you and I talk about it all the time, right? In FP&A, you're going to business partner a lot, but you won't even have the opportunity to business partner unless you deliver great customer service. Do people want to work with you? And I can honestly say that first internship really opened my eyes on just being a good person, be reliable and just show up. So how about you, Drew? What was your uh, first internship and how's that experience like? Oh, my first internship. Similar to you, not as far away from FPNA, but it wasn't in FPNA. And I guess many internships, I guess, aren't because of no real major or clear path into FPNA, but it was in plant accounting. It was at the Gillette plant in Andover, Mass, right down the street from my school. And yeah, we made shave gels, deodorants, and hairsprays at the time. And wow, was it really cool. And I didn't have any Excel chops, really. I said I knew Excel. And then once you say you know Excel, leaving school, and then you sit down at a computer and you're given a spreadsheet with, at the time, Excel only can handle 60,000 rows. So I had 1,000 <laughs> rows of stuff, which is kind of comical now. And I'm like, whoa, how do I, all, all this data, what do I do? But anyways, that was my first internship. So it was in a plain accounting role. And it was cool. Similar to you, I, I, did, I did the accounting stuff, but it was more so about the business. I was very fortunate to work with another, it was actually a co-op program. So it was like a six month long work full-time thing. And there was another co-op there on site who uh, had been there for three months already. So he kind of took me under his wing and said, all right, step one, you got to go to Excel. So it's kind of funny, kind of similar path. Like you got to be faster. Like there's no way you're going to be able to handle a financial close if, if you're this slow. So learn shortcuts, learn lookups, all that fun stuff. But the second thing he, he told me to do, which I, I truly appreciate to this day was he said, walk the plant floor every day for like 30 minutes. So to do that, you got to get your hard hat, you got to get your training done and you got to put the steel toe boots on. But what you do is you walk the floor and you have the, the engineers messing around with the equipment. You've got the line workers feeding in the raw materials and then it shoots across the production floor into the warehouse where they, they box up the finished goods and do it for quality checks. And that was the funnest part, that tangible part, because all the numbers on the spreadsheets where we were doing like monthly closes saying, hey, this is what we produced for the month. Well, those are the units, like literally that box over there of a thousand shave preps uh, and shave gels, like, wow. And I don't know, that, that tangible experience just like really made me curious about business in general. And yeah, it's kind of cool. Like if you fast forward, so that internship one, it helped me pay my way through school, which was awesome. So I was very fortunate to not have a lot of debt out of school. So one thing, internships just are super helpful with that. And I kind of did a unique thing with my internship where I never actually stopped doing it when I was at school because I, I did an okay job. They wanted me to keep helping with the closed process throughout. So this was my junior year. So I did the co-op program, which basically long story short is a five-year undergrad program. So for three years, I worked at the plant 30 to 40 hours a week and I went to school basically full-time. So I stacked all my classes Tuesday, Thursday and worked at the plant Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it was awesome because the more I spent time at on the production floor, 
the more I learned the business. And the more time I spent learning Excel and reporting and doing a monthly close, I had like 30 under my belt by the time I graduated. Wow. Stack me up against anybody wherever they went to school. And I had more experience than them and I could talk shop and I could actually back it up with like, yeah, I actually did these things. So long story short, that was my first foray into the internship space. And now forever, what I try to do is give other people that opportunity to do internships. But when we, when we have hiring programs and the cool thing too, with internships is it's the longest interviewing process around, right? So when you interview somebody, <laughs> like <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? It's like, Hey, I need you to do a job and work with me and spend more time with me than I do with my wife and kids. And I'm going to talk to you for one hour, like maybe two or three times. And I'm going to assume that you're the right person for the job. Right. And that's how interviews kind of usually go unless you have like a warm lead or, you know, somebody that knows somebody, but internships, man, you can learn a ton from people and how they hustle, how they learn. I will, if I will take two interns and that don't know anything over hiring like an analyst um, and, and running, rolling the dice and running the risk because you can just learn a lot from people when they're first starting out and just their pure hustle. Like, are they willing to learn and are they good with people? And it, you don't have to be like great with people when you start, but you, you get that idea of like, are they okay? Like putting themselves out there and having conversations. And I'm doing a lot of talking here. I get worked up on it. I have a question for you. Totally What's your question, sir? How did you land that internship with Gillette? Oh. Like, was that your first choice or was it, you know, like, how did you land on that one? So I had two choices and actually it's, it, I'm glad you brought that up. So I could have worked for Fidelity, which is a great company and that's in Boston in the seaport. So I was based in the suburbs of Boston. So I would have had to commute to Fidelity, which would have been an hour and a half commute each way by train, by commute, by commuter rail, subway and walk. And Fidelity paid an extra, I think it was 50 cents an hour versus what Gillette offered. And Gillette was a five minute commute. And at the time I, I, I thought Fidelity financial like stocks, kind of like you, I was like, oh, that's kind of you know sexy and cool. And like, yeah, I'm going to be like a day trader kind of thing. And I remember I had a chat with my mom who had a terrible commute at her job. She loved it, but she was like, man, I, I do a one to two hour commute every day. And she said, Drew, Trust me, like take the job that you're closer at. You might be able to put in more hours and it'll be more sustainable and it'll give you more optionality thinking about the whole school thing. And I remember like I, I lost sleep overnight, basically saying, yeah, I'm going to work for Gillette, I guess. And I, I wasn't actually the most excited about that versus Fidelity, but man, and again, Fidelity is a good company in its own right, but I am so happy I chose the Gillette path because it was closer and just the way I got to learn the business tangibly and manufacturing, like, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't replace that for the world. That's awesome. It's funny how you can only put the pieces together much later, right? Because if you had gone to Fidelity, who knows, Drew, maybe we're not talking FP&A here anymore. We're talking like PE ratios. Yep, <laughs> we're talking, exactly. I guess we could still do as FP&A people. We can always <laughs> work those numbers. That's funny. How did you get your job? So what did you, you said you uh, talked about your Excel chops. What what got you your first gig um, with zero experience coming from a good school, UMass, but not like an Ivy League school? Yeah. this uh, I love sharing this story because knowing that the odds were stacked against me, and not to say like UMass is a great school. I love UMass. I actually graduated in the top 10, but I remember knowing that I had the odds stacked against me. Just like when I used to wrestle, you know, I came in as a JV guy and everyone's telling me, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. So I, then I asked myself a very simple question. What do I need to do to get an edge then? You know, what is that secret sauce, so to speak? And I'm talking to my mentor. He said it very simply. 
It's a numbers game. You're going to have to throw your resume and everything out there and you got to follow up. That was the key. You got to follow up. Can't just send a bunch of stuff. Everyone does that today, right? You have, you have automations and AI technology that can literally do your resume and cover letters and throw it out a million times, but you got to then follow up and then talk to people. I mean, I arguably think that given with LinkedIn and all this stuff, it's probably a little bit easier, but it's still very competitive just because everyone has that same stuff. But back in the day, what I would do is, and I had a simple Excel template. It was like, hi, insert blank. My name is Yardi. You know, I'm interested in an internship with your company. And then I wrote a couple bullet points. And I literally would just go on Craigslist in my in our career web our career website, and I would just start pushing stuff, just push stuff, just push stuff. And just similar to you, Drew, I had opportunities in New York, Connecticut, and it was for the area that I really did want. Well, I wasn't sure at the time, but like it was like working at like Merrill Lynch as a wealth management intern, all this stuff. But the problem was there was just such a distance. It was so far away. It was like an hour long. You know, the place that I ended up settling for that I actually really enjoyed was like a 30 minute commute. And it was great. Cause again, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do and I do, I didn't declare finance as my major at the time. So it's like, okay, I'm just, I need an internship. I need to get business experience and I'm just going to do what I got to do to get that experience now. And funny enough, that's how I got my opportunity. And, but yeah, I'll uh, save this story for later on how I actually got the GE opportunity. Cause that, that, that's another fun story on how I got that one. <laughs> it's funny when you look back in your careers, how you, it's, it's a stepping stone approach, right? A career is like a daunting thing when you start. Cause it's like, holy smokes, what am I going to do? And you look at yourself as like an 18 year old kid and you see people that have, are experienced and they could be analysts forever. And they're the best analysts or they, they get up to the ranks of CFO or whatever. And you're like, wow, that, that seems so far fetched. Like, how can I get there? But it's cool. Step by step, every day, just a little bit. And if you really want to get ahead, like putting a little bit more than that next person that you have to assume is either outworking you or may have a, a better edge from where they come from or background or whatever it is. And if you take that approach just a little by little every day, like whether it's sports, or your professional career, like those are the, that's how you get your edge. I agree, well, Drew. And the only other thing I was going to add to that is try to enjoy it as much as possible. Like, you know, I talked to a lot of people like, Hey, you got to get a good Excel. And the, they try for like a day or two. And like, you know, they just kind of dip off and I'm like, Hey, that that's okay. Like for me, Drew, you and I talk about it. I love Excel, not because it's Excel. It's knowing that you can optimize and streamline things. And you just see that magic happen in front of you. And more importantly, you're creating something like that is awesome. You're like, Hey, your partner comes in, hey, I need a model because we're launching a new product line and you have the Excel chops to do that. Hey, I'm going to model out this new product line. It's going to cost us this much. I'm going to expect this much take rate. It just becomes such an awesome experience. And But yeah, that's the key though. If you really want to get good at anything, you got to enjoy that process. And I like to say you know, in my coaching ways that when you've already accepted that this stuff will be hard, it becomes easy actually, right? Like, cause you already know it's going to be hard. Like I know I'm going to get beat up in this finance close process. So I learned to enjoy it now. Now I can go out there and just be myself and work with my partners and make their job a little easier. So really good topic, Drew. Yeah. Good advice. Let's wrap up this internship episode. So in short, internships are freaking awesome. If you can get one early in your career, do it. You'll learn what you like and what you don't like. And whether you learn one or the other, that's super powerful for that next stepping stone that you're going to take in your career. And if you're in your career, use internships to find people. It's the best interview process out there, full stop. I totally agree with that. And, and you're going to give other people an opportunity to do an internship, which they will be forever 
grateful to you. Check out our resources in the show notes um, that we've talked about throughout and check out our next episode for more practical FPNA tip tricks and case studies to help you crush your FPNA career. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers, guys. <laughs>